welcome to the Wheels Buffy Podcast, where we're built for comfort and not for speed. It's the Wiz Buffy Podcast, where we're built for comfort and not for speed, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, man, we got a very special interview today, man. From the land of radio, actual terrestrial radio, we have uh, entertainment reporter, hip-hop movie critic, radio TV personality, celebrity gloss- gossip blogger, MC, celebrity interviewer, uh, battle rapper, man. Uh, we got head crack in the building. What's going on, brother? Chilling, my man. So, uh, you know, maintaining, never straining, just trying to keep everything rocking on my end. That's what's up, man. Um, so we, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the basic. I mean, I know people hear you every day here in Baltimore. They hear you on ninety-two Q. Um, right. But um, but 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 let's let, let's let's go a little bit further back, man. I mean, we can tell by the accent, but tell the folks where you're from specifically. Well, I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. Right. But, you know, I also lived in Dallas, Texas, you know, and I've been calling Atlanta home for like the last seven years. So kind of nomadic. And, I, you know, I've had the ability to be able to, uh, you know, really like manage to like infiltrate different cities and just like study what makes their parts of the culture tick. And it kind of like, you know, I guess affects my world influence as to the way I, you know, I approach music and just even like, you know, the things I talk about on the radio. You know, because some people like some people have the disadvantage of only knowing one region right. and how people work. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool to be able to travel and get to, you know, live in different places and just see how different cities rock. Absolutely. Now, now I, I I named quite a few things. You wear a lot of hats. Um, I'm I'm sure you paying uh, New Era a lot of money. Um, what um out of all those hats you wear though, wh- what what is your what are you the most passionate about? I'm the most passionate about music, actually. I mean, like, radio is cool, but, you know, there's just so many... It's a job, you know? Mm. It's what I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 9 to 5, I have to be there. You know, like, not actually the hours of 9 to 5, but, you know, it's it's what pays me. Um, hip-hop pays, but, you know, not as well as a steady gig. So, um, you know, it's, but, like, you know, my love and my passion is definitely in the music because that's, the, like, the one thing you have the most uh, freedom and control over. You know, more so than anything, you know, like, you know, you know, radio, you go to work just like somebody who, you know, works at Wendy's and you make things that you may not like, you know, if you're a vegetarian, you know, an example, the music. Yeah. Um, and when you and when you're actually working on your own music, it's it's all on you. It's your thoughts. It's your ideas. It's your concepts. You know what I mean? Right, so 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 talk about the Bodega Brothers. Word. Bodega Brothers is a three-headed monster that consists of me and three of my closest buddies, uh, Head Crack, you know, myself, obviously, Travi, and Kino, and, um, you know, and we're just three friends that happen to come together and rap. That's what's up, man. I ran into uh, Rising, which I think you dropped a couple of weeks ago, uh, the video for it, either way, uh, and the, the video is very, very dope. Now... I'm used to hearing you on the radio and hearing you in between uh, contemporary uh, rap records. And hearing Rising was absolutely a uh, breath of fresh air because it's actually, you, it's actually the type of music that I absolutely lean toward. Um, what, what, what my co-host loves to call that real hip-hop. That real hip-hop bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and so talk, talk about... Um, Having to kind of deal with with being in the land of uh, having to give the people what they want, um, you know what I'm saying? As far as the content of what you guys do on your show and your actual interests, interests like like balancing that out. How do you not come across uh, as a douchebag to a guy whose music you don't like? I mean, the thing is, like, I think sometimes you have to, like, you know, partition your brain. Because I used to be in a place, like, when I first started doing radio, actually, with Keynote from the Bodega Brothers, like, yo, we were, like, the backpack underground hip-hop dudes who happened to have a night show. So, 
We used to bash like all the like you know the quote unquote whack shit and just say whatever you know like say whatever we want about the records. But you know we'd get pulled into meetings like yo guys, you guys are talking about someone's favorite song. So we had to pull back from doing that a little bit, but we still figured out a way to sarcastically get our point across. Like oh man, that song was was great. That guy's gonna cure cancer, and you know, and and, and, and and then move on to the next one, just so you can know how we really truly feel. But we're not really stabbing the guy in the throat because at the end of the day, we can hate certain people's songs, but then when you meet the artist, you'd be like, "Yo, they're cool," and in some cases, they're just playing the game. Mm. You know, because some of the people who make quote unquote bullshit are actually heads themselves who got to the point where they decided, yo, I actually want to make money, <laughs> you know? So you can even make money one way by selling completely out and making, you know, what people consider commercial music or stuff that sounds like what, you know, what the current trend in music is. Or you can, you know, pursue the art your way and, and just completely run the opposite way that, you know, the fish are swimming and, and just hope for the best. And I think with Bodega and even with my solo project, you know, I think that we're kind of doing the second thing. Like, we're like, we're just making music that we enjoy. And, you know, and if, if the mainstream rock with it, great. But the thing is, we want our songs to still sound good in a couple of years. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, there's, some, so, there's certain songs you can listen to it and be like, yeah, that was totally 2006. <laughs> or, oh, man, yeah. that was that was so, you know... 2009 of them to do that you know what I'm saying so Absolutely. we just want to make joints that'll still matter later and not sound so trendy like you know that's mm -hmm. why we don't we don't go for like the T-Pain hook or the, the, the Fetty Wap hook <laughs> because it just kind of puts a date on like oh yeah that's when that person was hot you know, no slight against those artists but sure. you know there was a period in time where people were always chasing the, the people who everybody were getting you know, the, like for hooks, and it just kind of got whacked for a minute. Like mm -hmm. at one point in time, Little John had to be on your record if you wanted your record to blow. Yeah. And now those records sound crazy. Mm -hmm. Some of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so when did you start rapping yourself? Um, man, I just probably like hobbyist, like seventh grade. Okay. Um, really taking it serious, like super, super serious. Like, hey, let me put a project out and and like you know really you know work with producers. Probably like probably like oh four, you know, because like you know like you're kind of like learning the business between point A and point B and and figuring out the best ways to um, to like you know like make music like as a cohesive body of work. So it um, you know it, it took a minute to really get serious about it and take it from the hobby status to like, okay, yeah, I'm trying to go for the gold with it now. I felt like it really turned into like a real serious thing when I was like getting hit to go like out of the country to do it. Mm. You know, it was one thing to you know, like, you know, hey, I'm rapping at this bar or this local pub. Right. But it's another thing like, yo, these cats want me to come to Europe to rap. Okay, I guess this is a thing now. You know what I'm saying? And then you go for it. Yeah, so I, I caught your, um, the eight mile battle online. Um, um, which, which one, the one that was actually in Detroit or the one that was, uh, in Atlanta, the one in Atlanta where you battled, uh, fat man. Um, Oh yeah. Fat man. Deasy, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, 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 now talk about like that point in your career when you were doing the contest like that, that's, that's absolutely like to me, like the definition of like the come up, like you're 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 entering contest and you're you're trying to progress, man. What what did that do for you your career as far as the direction you were moving in? And just you know, talk about freestyling in general and how important that is as well. I mean, like you know, freestyling is uh, you know a parlor trick. You know, like some MCs can do it, some MCs can't, and um, I think the ones that can do it are probably the ones who really put you know, put the hours in and the practice into it, you know, like, it's it's a thing, you know, like, it doesn't mean that just because you can't freestyle, you're not a good rapper, right. you know what I'm saying, because there are amazing writers who can't freestyle, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, so just being able to freestyle gives you another thing in your arsenal, um, you know, that, that kind of makes you, you know, makes you stand out above the rest, and, and like, I really got into it, you know, like, back in the day, um, you know, because like all my rhymes went somewhere. Like, you know, I didn't write rhymes just for the sake of having rhymes to write. I mean, like, you know, 
you know, like I, I did it because like, hey, I've, I'm trying to do a song. So it got to a point where I never wanted to waste my song verses, um, you know, just for like, you know, like at a club or like on a corner. So like I just started freestyling and just got better at it. And then between point A and point B, you know, there'd be this guy from across town who like, yo, my man say he could take you. So, you know, y'all meet up somewhere, y'all rhyme in an alley, whether it be for money or whatever, and and just go for it. And like, you know, and it was just hip-hop in its purest form. So, like, I kind of missed those days. And it got to the point where, like, I was doing it a lot, you know, and this is like kind of like right before, like, YouTube became a super big thing and everybody had camera phones. So, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, what I declare, like, you know, my best moments we're never really documented documented in that fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you know, there's like you know, like you know, I battled Craig G from the, the from the Juice Crew, that was dope. Whoa. Um How'd that I, you go? Know, I was in Huh? How'd that go? Yo, most people feel like I won. Wow. Craig G feels like he won. But of course. I personally felt like I I rapped enough to you know, like, not, you, like, okay, you remember, and like, and this is no slight to Craig G, because like, he's still fucking fierce and he got it. Absolutely. But, you know the fight, like the last fight Muhammad Ali had when he fought Larry, Larry Holmes? Holmes? Yeah. I was not trying to Larry Holmes that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like. So you were pulling I, punches. I, 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 yeah, I rhymed enough just to let you know that, yo, B, I respect you, you're the OG, I can hang with you, but I'm not trying to behead you. Ah. Because because I had that I had that much that much respect for you know for for Craig G you know because there was another guy I battled by the name of King Son mm. who was like who was dope West Coast like legend. in the, yeah like what was that that's West Coast legend right nah, nah King Son was from New York he was um I can't remember what borough he rapped but um you know five percent rapper ah, I'm um, thinking of King T that's my bad. Oh, yeah, now, King T is crazy dope, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I battled mm, King's King son. son. He was signed a profile. He had, like, two records. Yeah. And uh, I battled King's son in a Blaze battle. And, like, yo, like, I went for his neck. <laughs> and I never saw King's son again. Mm. And there would be times where I would, like, would be like, yo, man, that was fucked up. <laughs> it, but it wasn't fucked up nah. because it's a battle. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And you're supposed you to, like, you're supposed to go for yours. But... You know, it's just like, I am such a fan mm -hmm. of the culture. I never want to put somebody out of business or take them off of their mental square in a point to where you don't see them again. Right. And, you know, and I'm not standing here on this interview to say, yo, I ended King's son's career. But what I am <laughs> saying is like, yo, we battled and I never saw him again. <laughs> hey. You know what I'm saying? You may and have as a fan, that fucks with me. You may have ended his career, B. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gonna have, you might have to own that one. You gotta own up to that shit. You know? <laughs> so, so with that being said, I wasn't trying to King Son Craig G. Hey. I was just trying to be just as just as, like kind of like the the, the like I, I use a lot of boxing analogies because it's like really the only sport I watch. But it was almost like the exhibition fight between Muhammad Ali and Rocky Marciano. Hmm. Like it was, it wasn't even really a fight. They like they boxed and they recorded it on tape and it was like you know they were just fucking around like that you know that's what that's where I was with it but like you know I, yo I, I was in Jedi form that night I I, I could have really threw the coyote off the cliff if I wanted to <laughs> but I just wanted to let him know I can hang that's dope you know but by by Craig G's admission he won that night but there's like a, a room full of people that say otherwise uh oh. I hear that. So, so now that you say you're a boxing fan, because the half of what we do is, is sports as well as hip hop. Um, mm -hmm. Who, who, who are you? Who are you paying attention to right now, um, boxing wise? Who's who, who's impressing you? Um, what's my man from uh, from Alabama, the bomber, um, the oh, heavyweight oh. champion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, damn it, I'm drawing a blank right now. Hold on a second. It's my dude. And, like, uh, he's knocking people's heads off, and he's the only person who I really ever gave a chance. Deontay Wilder. Yes. Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Is my dude right now. And he's, like, really the only bright spot in boxing right now. Like, you know, like, people didn't appreciate Floyd Mayweather for what or who he was while he was in the sport. Now he's gone. And now what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole, the whole heavyweight division is chilling. Yeah. In Eastern Europe right now, 
with the uh, David Hayes of the world, the uh, Tyson Furies, the, uh, I mean, I know Klitschko just recently caught that fade, but like, you know, like, you know, the heavyweight division ain't even really in America no more. Like, all the chances over there. There's a black, um, uh, Anthony, what's the guy? There's also another uh, guy on the come up, another uh, British black guy who is, is, is knocking niggas out left and right. Um, I know you talk about, I saw some of his highlight clips on Instagram. Like, yo, like, those guys in Europe are taking boxing so serious right now. Because I guess Americans, we're like, you know, we're so heavy on the UFC right now that, you know, it's becoming, not necessarily a lost art, but it's not how it was, like, in the 80s when you had all these stars in, like, in, in the different divisions. And, like, you know, the middleweight division is cool, but there's nobody I love. You know, like I said, Mayweather's gone, Pacquiao, eh. <laughs> I always felt, I always felt like he was overhyped and on drugs the entire time. Uh-oh. And um and like featherweights they take too long. That yeah. kid Chocolatito <laughs> like, has got hands though. Hey Craig, you know what? I think that my theory is on heavyweights is that all of the great well actually I got this from somebody, let me not even lie. But all the great heavyweights right now are playing football and basketball. Mm. That's what it is. Like nobody is coming up to box and get their head beat in. I think that they're choosing other sports. You know, because of their size and that, and that agility that you need, they're probably playing left tackle somewhere. You know what I mean? Good. You was breaking up a little bit. You said something about the heavyweights oh, sorry, don't but, have the same agility as the other divisions because of their size? No, no, I was saying that I think all of the heavyweight boxers that would be boxing at, at heavyweight right now are playing football. They're playing left tackle somewhere. You know what I mean? Or playing, playing power forward because you can make as much money without the damage. You know what I'm saying? Kids aren't being bred to box. You know what I mean? Like they that's were, true. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that's probably what that is. That's true. But, I mean, but even just, like, from a street fighting standpoint now, like, the ground is so level because, like, you could see a guy who's, like, I don't know, 235 pounds get folded in half by a 136-pounder because he's just spent countless hours watching UFC. Shout you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's crazy. Like, you know, like, cats are getting laid out. Yeah, it's Shook Knight, man. Huh. Knocked out, change fell out of his pocket, like, <laughs> like Sonic she rings was like and Sonic. shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. Back into the music though, and you say you got your start with your with your MC partner. Um, how how did that escalate into um, syndicated radio and 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 the Ricky Smiley show? Okay, so what happened was like the night show that I was on was doing really well, and they felt like it was doing well enough to the point that where they can like move some of the furniture around. And it still would fly, which it did. Like, they took me for the night show, and Kino and my man Super K, like, you know, kept the boat floating. They took me from that, put me on a morning show with Ricky, and they kind of, like, you know, built the show around us. So once our numbers in Dallas got decent, they gave us an affiliate, which was St. Louis. Then from St. Louis, I think we got Miami. Then from Miami, we got Atlanta. And then a whole bunch of other, like, you know, smaller markets came to the party. Oh, actually, Baltimore. Baltimore was like our, was like our third affiliate, actually. They were like the third ones to come to the party. Hey. But uh, So, like, after we got Baltimore and Atlanta, a whole bunch of other smaller cities came to the party. And then, like, boom, next thing you know, we were on, like, you know, majority of the country. Not very many on the West Coast because, like, we would have to really do our show really weird in order to give them a really authentic sounding live show, you know, cause like the West coast is three hours behind. Right. So, but, uh, I mean, it happened fast and it came together quick, but you know, like I, I've never really been a fan of syndicated radio, even though I'm on a syndicated radio show, <laughs> because one, I feel like it takes jobs away from people in certain cities who should probably have the spot. Mm. Like, like a city like Philly, yeah. they don't need somebody in Dallas or Atlanta repping for Philly in the morning. Mm. They need they need somebody from Philly, yeah, representing in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm not see. gonna say that on Baltimore because one, man, you know. <laughs> I, can, I can see, I can see someone from from Dallas pissing off a lot of folks in Philly. Exactly. So, like, I mean, but the cool thing about our show is we have so many people on it from different places. We kind of get to super serve different you know, demographics or different regions because of, like, where everybody's from, so it kind of helps to that respect. But, you know, there's certain cities that are so specific and have their own vibe that I feel like they should have their own local morning show, hmm. you know, to, re- to really represent for their city. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, as far as, like, New York radio goes, like, Absolutely. I feel like to do morning radio in New York, it got to be some real live cats from New York on yeah. the radio. 
Well, I mean, it's 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 really in New York right now. The two big morning radio shows has a lot of transplants. I mean, well, Charlemagne's from North Carolina, right? Right, right. Um, and then with the other side, Rosenberg's from Maryland. Um, Ebro is, is is Ebro from New York. Ebro's actually from Cali or something. That's what I, I thought. Was to a, I was listening to a podcast with him on it, yeah. and 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 yeah, but I feel like those guys have actually put in enough time in New York. To where they count, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Charlemagne's from North Carolina, but he totally gives you the energy, of, you know, or the vibe of a New York dude. True, mm. you know True what I'm saying? And, and most dudes who live in New York long enough get in some sort of trouble and go down south anyway. <laughs> so it's all relatable. Yeah, that that's that's legit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I like one of the big fans. Um, one one of the things I'm a big fan of um, on the show is the way you read copy. Or you know when you, when you're doing commercials and um and you get to use your freestyle ability and you you weave it in and 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 and, and it's made you a huge part of the show as 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 it grows, man. How, how do you feel about getting a chance to like make your little songs and whatnot? I mean, it, it's cool. You know, it's such a fine line to walk sometimes, like with rapping all the time on the radio because like you know if you do it too much when you finally put out a body of work that you want people to buy, you know, like sometimes the opinion may be, eh, I get to hear him on the radio for free, why should I buy it? Mm. Or, you know, or they just kind of just get burnt out on it. So, like, you know, I try to limit it to, like, maybe, you know, like once a week, like, you know, when me and Brad do the flow and go. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple commercials on the radio while I'm actually rhyming, but, you know, I try not to overdo it so people just don't get gassed on it. I used to be in a market where, like, there was a guy who used to rap like all the time and like shove it down your throat like a rap, a rap, a rap, <laughs> and everybody in the city was like, "I right, nigga, we get it." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So you know, so you know, still make it special. Like same reason I don't go to clubs all the time. Like there's some people you can go to clubs and you know what you're gonna see at the clubs. Like I don't go to clubs hardly unless I'm like either rapping or like getting paid handsomely to be there because it's like I've been clubbing since I was 13. I had a full beard and shit. So, like, oh. I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, yeah, like, you catch me at the movies. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, so you've got a chance, man, to really, really interview a lot of dope folks. I mean, we're enjoying interviewing you right now. Um, have there, Has there been a point where you got a little bit, I would say, starstruck by, by an interview? Like, was a chick super, super bad and you trying to ask her, like... You know, who made that dress? And you looking inside the dress? Uh, you know, there's a couple people who, like, have walked into the studio and I've fallen instantly in love with. Elvana is one of those people. Mm. Um, cool thing about Elvana, she's, like, you know, like, you know, she's fly, but she's, like, not, like, overly done surgery, mm. you know, plastic model fly. Like, you know, she halfway blind, you know. Yeah. Her teeth aren't perfect, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's sexy, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she plays a, a gang of instruments and mm. sings like a bird. Mm. So, yeah, off the rip, Elvana, definitely. Uh, Portia Williams, same effect. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I do Dish Nation with her every day and I, you know, like, yo, like, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I be having conversations with myself in my head, <laughs> you know, it is just like, Chill, fam. Chill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because like, cause she's like such a cool, down-to-earth person. It's like, yo, how can you not want to rock with that? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. what the hell do you mean you're single? How does, why? Like, are you, you know, like, do you turn crazy the second you leave that room? I don't understand. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. Because, yeah. like, I've seen situations where, like, like, you know, like, you know, Porsche will whoop a bitch ass and then come to work like nothing happened and not even bring it up. Whereas, like, dudes would be like, yo, I swooped this nigga last night. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so maybe there is a little inch of crazy to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, like, I, I'm intrigued by it all. Uh, I mean, but, like, I mean, she doesn't star, I don't get starstruck by it, but um, let's see who else, like, really had the razzle-dazzle when they came in the room. You know, I interviewed Maya, like, a long time ago. And mm -hmm. the crazy thing, Maya was, like, part of the reason why I even wanted to do radio, because I figured if I did it long enough, I'd actually meet her. <laughs> and, I, and I eventually did, like, three years in. I, I finally met Maya. Um, you know, we went on a somewhat of a chaperone dinner date. And Maya's dope as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? She has a really dark sense of humor and personality. And, like, she's dope to talk to. Um, 
And that's really it. Like, you know, some other people came through who were bad, you know, but like, nah, those really, like, yeah. Those the, are the ones the, that stuck the, out. The top three. I mean, like, I remember the first time I, I, I met Mike Tyson. Like, mm. That was, like, freaking awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I probably, like, started the conversation the dumbest way you can start a conversation. But, you know. How was it? That was cool. Yeah. Like, like, yo, you man, you're you the only person I use in fight night. <laughs> <laughs> That's very dope, man. Um, we, have a, we have a segment on the show called uh, Shooting the Five. Hashtag ST5. Okay. Hashtag Shoot the Five at Where's Buffy. All right, and every time we do an interview, a couple of times during the interview, we put the interviewee on the spot. Can you okay. give me, um, in no order, no pressure, your top five folks or top five interviews done by Headcrack. Yeah, it's the Where's Buffy podcast where we're built for comfort and not for speed. I hope you're enjoying this interview. Be sure to check out our weekly podcast covering hip hop, sports, and everything in between. We're available every Saturday on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play Music, and Where's Buffy.com. And now, back, back to your interview. interview. Top five interviews, I would have to say, 50 Cent, mm. De La Soul, hey. um, Denzel Washington, Whoa. Um, there was one I did recently, let's go with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, mm. and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Why, why Jamie Lee? What, what was dope about Jamie Lee Curtis? Yo, I ran into Jamie Lee Curtis at Comic-Con. Oh, wow. And, um, yo, she was just so... Ill and cougary, hey. you know what I'm saying? Like in person, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she even squeezed my face like before she walked off, mm. and like yeah, I didn't really know what to make of it. I was like, you should you should shot your titties, yeah, I was totally in shock. And you know, and like you know, I've been a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis Curtis since I saw her titties in Trading Places. Yeah. You know hey. what I'm saying? So so like it's like wow, like I seen titties. <laughs> yeah, in person. Like that's what's up. You hey, know, man. you just got my face. You should have shot your shot, brother. But um You know, <laughs> yeah, I should have shot I should have shot the shot, but I had to like hurry up and interview like somebody else that was on screen points. Ah, so like you. you know, it, it was like a press junket. So everybody was like kinda like moving from from person to person. But it, it was dope though. Ah yeah, that radio road deal. I I feel you. Um, so I, I mentioned, um, I, I saw that you, you, you did the battle. We talked about the battle you did earlier. Um, are you a, mm -hmm. a fan of, of current battle rap? Uh, I'm a fan of it. It's just, it's just hard to keep up with everything. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's like a bajillion leagues, mm -hmm. a bajillion battlers. And when you watch it enough, sometimes you get to the point where it's like, yo, like, do these cats have anything new to say? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, someone's going to pull a gun, but, you know, like, like lyrically, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, you know, I, I kind of get over it. I'm, I just, I'm more of a fan of like the traditional freestyle battle, you know what I'm saying? Like versus, Hey, I know I'm battling you in three months. So I'm going to go pull your, you know, your ancestry.com, <laughs> you know, stats and like, you know, go on Facebook and get your baby pictures. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, you know, salute to anybody who has that type of time, yeah. you know, but just thinking about it with like a battler's mind from like, you know, the realm that I was dealing with when I was doing like the battles and stuff like that. It's just like, whoa, y'all niggas got a lot of time in your hands, but it's dope <laughs> because like, you know, it has created a brand new industry and avenue for people who, in some situations, may not have had a real shot at making like a you know like a real like studio album, yeah, and making money that way. But you know they making money out there like prize fighters. So these guys are the new rap gladiators, and the fans show up for it. So you know I can't even knock the hustle. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like it's just way too many battlers and battle leagues for me to keep up with everything and everybody. Yeah. Hey, let me ask a question, man. You, you, you. Freestyle comes up a lot in in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have a problem with? Uh, you know, remember back in the day where people go to flex and they would spit this uh, quote unquote freestyle, and then they would go to the next station and spit the same freestyle. Like, is do you have a problem with people calling something a freestyle that is bait? <laughs> you, 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 you see what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, I definitely see what you're getting at. Um. I kind of do have a problem with that mm, to that. some degree. Um, it, it's one thing if you use that quote-unquote 
non-freestyle freestyle for one interview. But if you just have this one rhyme that you're traveling the country with, hmm. doing it over and over again, it's like, oh, come on, man. Like, give, give, give the interviewer or the person who's, like, interviewing you something dope and unique that's just theirs and theirs only. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, uh, you know, I know some people love Little Dicky. Some people hate Little Dicky. Um, I, I had a chance to interview him. And this is, like, after he hit, he did, like, an amazing freestyle on Sway, right? So right. he comes to our show. He murdered that. Yo, murdered it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, can you do a freestyle? It's like, oh, man. Like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have anything written. Like, I'm, I'm not a good freestyler, and I don't want to look bad. And, like, if I knew you was going to ask me to rap, I would have totally wrote something. Uh. You know, you probably, you, know, you probably have some MCs that be like, man, this motherfucker ain't real. <laughs> but I do appreciate his honesty. Because he totally could have cheated and kicked the sway rap. Yeah, he right. could have hit right. you with the recycle bin. Yeah, he could, yeah, he could have definitely went in the recycle bin and hit me with some, uh, you know, hit me with something from the lost and found bin. But he, you know, he's like, hey man, next time I come through, I got you. So you know, I'm holding him to that, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. There's been some people who have came on the show and freestyled and failed miserably. Like who, yo? Like who? <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, like. God bless him, but Cash Out had a good freestyle on one visit, and then in the second visit, like, it was just bad. Like, he, he just couldn't get his mojo going, and the rhyme kept starting, and the messed up part is, I don't even think it was freestyle to begin with. Like, it was just like, uh... he just he couldn't get the rhyme right that he was trying to kick, and it just didn't work out. And then you got some people who will be like, oh, I can't freestyle, it's too early. And it just pisses me off, because mm. it's like, yo... You're a rapper. You should always be ready to rap at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, give me, give me something. Yeah. Impromptu shooting the five. Hashtag st five. Okay. Hashtag shoot the five. Pium pium. You've been in a couple of battles. Who would you say are your top five in no particular order? Freestylers, just straight up dudes in the industry or or whatever that can just freestyle to a bad motherfuckers. You can put yourself in if you want to. That's cheating, but. You know. Um, you know, I, I, will, I will move myself from the equation, okay. um, but, uh, you know, cause they're like, I can actually name five guys who really go for it. Kendrick Lamar, mm. like, is a great, is a great freestyler. Jeez. And the cool thing about Kendrick Lamar and his freestyles is he's like a human being. Some mm. days he's going to be on and some days he's going to be off. Cause I remember when people were first trying to put me on the Kendrick Lamar, I happened to hear a freestyle and it happened to be on his off day. Ah. And I wrote and I wrote him off, uh. and then one day I like somebody popped in Section Eighty, mm. and I heard the album. I'm like, yo, this is like some of the dopest shit I've ever heard. And then like a couple days later, I heard an incredible freestyle. So it, it proves that Superman can bleed. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that he really be, he really be freestyling, and he's freestyled on our show twice Dope. at 7 a.m. You know what I mean? So Kendrick Lamar definitely gets props in my book. Uh, and this is, once again, in no particular order, King Los, oh, who's actually Beatles. from Maryland, Baltimore. Is, is disgusting. Yes. Mm. There are you battle rappers that to, fear him. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many cats that King Los could probably give the business to that, like, it's not even funny. Like, yo, like, every time I hear, like, you know, like, you can literally hear the Adam split. <laughs> when King Los is freestyling. Like it's like holy shit. Um, Craig G. Yep. The brother yep. still got it. Yep. I heard him on um he was freestyling a rap is out of control on uh uh Sirius XM like okay. a couple months ago because he just dropped the album. Craig still got it. Um let's give it up to also Hmm Now we get into the deep dark waters. Um I could I could say supernatural because yeah. I did hear a good supernatural freestyle recently. You gotta say supernatural freestyle. Um, you gotta say and I know this guy falls into a lot of people's blind spots, but uh, Black Thought, <sighs> most mm. underrated rapper probably of all yeah. time. Of all time, and, and, yep. and it sucks because a lot of times when you mention Black Thought, people would be like, "Talk about the guy who's like uh, with Jimmy Fallon," and Tariq? it's like, "No asshole!" <laughs> like, "Yo, you gotta do your ghouls, man!" Right, like, right. <laughs> Dude got yeah. like fourteen albums with one of the best like bands ever. Like, yo, right. come on, man. Absolutely. Definitely I agree with you on that Craig Craig G that motherfucker boy. Yeah, Craig G and, 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 and there's some people my, two, and, and, two my favorites. And you could throw common into that mix too, because common is dope with the freestyle. Yes, he is. Um 
you know, I, I've heard KS1 freestyled recently, and he still got it. Like, he actually battled a guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, like, in the last 24 months on stage randomly. Oh, like, the L- you know, Cool J nigga. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. that guy didn't have anything for Chris. No, you know no, what I'm saying? But he did not. <laughs> now, one of my favorite interviews from you was the Jada Kiss interview. Not oh, because, word. Not because you cussed. Thanks. But that was good, too. Um, just because... I got I got a chance to see like you asked the 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 surface questions that the people listening were uh, were interested in, but then I saw you fan out and actually get on your like your your backpack, Steve. Like you were asking them like who you fooling with personally, who you listening to, and then my favorite was when you when you did the either or joint where you was like Pete Rock and CL Smooth, Doctor J and Snoop Dogg, man. Um, but you really got into your like your, your backpack bag. Who who are some of the the, the quote unquote backpack MCs that you're into? You know, that's a weird question for right now because like right now I'm not really listening to a lot of people. I like Logic. Logic's dope. Maryland. Uh, Maryland. Yeah, oh once again. Yeah, Maryland like yo, like Maryland like low key is like Detroit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's, yes. there's some sort of conditions going on in Maryland. That's just breeding, like, you know, this poetry in the hearts of the people that come out of the city to where, like, they come out spitting that piss. I um, believe the so, term is know, struggle. <laughs> struggle. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's logic. There, who the, Yo, it's crazy because, like, as of right now, for, like, the last three weeks, I've only been riding around listening to Beats, mm-hmm. Comedy Central, in my car, mm. and... Uh, and like the bodega, like in like unfinished bodega records. Ah, so hmm. like I'm I'm kind of off the grid um, when it comes to like certain things. I mean like ah, man, backpack MCs. Um, there's uh, these cats that I like out of Detroit called the Regiment, okay. who actually used to be label mates of ours hmm. on um, on this uh, label called Hypnot. Um, there's also a group from LA called Gang Green. That um, you know consists of uh, Madlib's brother. Oh no! Okay. And uh, and another talented cat, um, the Alchemist. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, Yeah. Um, who else am I rocking with right now? Hold on a sec. I can tell you in just a second because uh, I was just looking at the college radio charts and it was like a bunch of stuff on there that I was actually uh, fooling with. Da, 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 da. You might run out of tape as I look for this. Okay, <laughs> hold on a second. Here we go. Here we go. Pulling up the day. Um, da, 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 da. Actually, there's currently nobody on the list that I'm actually listening to. About. I mean, like, I mean, a lot of stuff that I like I listened to when I was younger, man. Like, right. you know, De La Soul is still making great hip hop music. It's my favorite group of all time. Yep, easily. You um, know, yo, and t- and talk about a group that like grew up. With the music, yes, and don't sound dated because like some people get older and still try to make music to compete. Yo, that with record what's going was on Snoop? right now, and they sound crazy. That new Snoop record that came out this year was insane, and I what, can't uh, wait. Talk about uh, the dad on Kool Aid. No, 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 no. It's it's gonna be on the Daylight record that's coming out later this year. Oh, oh, that one, that one. Yeah, nah, like yeah. The, 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 everything I've heard off of this new uh, Daylight record, uh, nobody in the infamous something something. Yeah. Like everything I've heard off that record has been great. I even I even supported the Kickstarter campaign. Hey man, did you want Ill Fam talk before this shit happened? Y'all, y'all, that's the same shit he's been saying about Daylight for months and shit. You know what I mean? Like that they've been, you know, kind of every era they change up. You know what I mean? You know, and the crazy thing is, like, when you listen to their bodies of work, yeah. like, you know, at some point or another, maybe you might not have been into an album that they put out at a certain time, mm-hmm. but when you matured a little bit, you got it. You go back because, like, like when when Balloon Mind State first came out, I hated it. Really? Like I was, you know, because like I was a like, I was young and like it wasn't fun. <laughs> like how uh, how yeah, Daylight yeah. Soul is Dead high. was. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Right. Daylight Soul is Dead was such a fun album, right. and then like and like then on Balloon Mind State, you're listening to Taxpayers. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, but as I got a little older. Balloon Mind State actually became one of my favorite Daylight records because you know because I was able to relate to the material a lot, a lot more. Like I, I mean, of course, like I love the singles Break of Dawn and right. um, and In uh, Focus, which was the B side. But then, like you know, then I Am I B, mm. and then um, 
in the woods. Like, it all caught up. And it's like, oh, I get it. I get it. You can, mm-hmm. you can mature. And, right. it, and that's the messed up thing about hip-hop. We don't let our artists grow up. Like, we know, we know fucking well that T.I. ain't still trapping. <laughs> but we want to keep T.I. in the trap. Right. Like, when he makes, like, a paper trail or something like that, people don't show up for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's messed up. Like, when, Gra- when Raekwon tried to grow up with a mobilarity mm. after uh, Only Built for Cuban Links, and some people just said it wasn't a good album, but I feel like if you like listen to all twenty one tracks, you can probably find thirteen that you really <laughs> like. But you know what I'm saying? But like he tried to grow up on that album. He's like, No, Raekwon, we want to hear you selling coke and using an Italian nickname. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> he had to go back there. Hey, man. Absolutely. Hey, look, there's a meme or a, I don't know if it's a meme or it's like a questionnaire going out on social media now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's a quick hitter. I'm gonna I'm say I'm gonna I'm gonna spit something out to you. You just okay. give me you give me the first one to come to mind. Rapper I hate. I'm sorry, repeat that. Rapper I hate. Rapper I hate. I do not like shit, 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 shit. Let me think about it. 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 Um I do not like, I do not like, I do not like, I do not like it. Um damn it, man. Like the funny thing is like if I don't if, if there's a rapper I hate, I don't listen to his shit. Yeah, like, right, right. So right. I I don't even know their name. You know what I'm saying? Like, because even when I be in the car, like, if I don't even, if I don't like the tone of the beat, I'm changing it. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. So I like, you know, like, and like, it would be easy to throw a name out there, like, Plies or something like that, but I don't hate Plies. Not I like Plies. Like, Plies is playing the game. I yep. get it. That's well just funny to me. He's a well. small guy. Rapper you think is overrated? Um, I think, um, hmm. Stop being political, man. <laughs> Nah, 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 I'm, I'm thinking, because, like, once again, like, I don't really pay attention to public opinion, because, like, yeah. like anytime yeah. I'm on the radio, um, let's see, ah, shit, who is overrated, who is overrated, because here's the thing, you, you gotta look at where I'm at all day, right, 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 so the things that are, like, considered popular to some degree are like monetarily popular, but they deserve to be there. Like I can say Drake is overrated, but I don't mean it because at the end of the day, Drake can actually rap. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he is the most celebrated person in rap right now. Yep. Jay Z isn't overrated, you know, because he's figured out how to continuously adapt to the game. Mm-hmm. Two Chains is not overrated because he's not overrated like you know enough people don't say two chains is dope right. but he's another person who like when i think about what two chains is capable of, capable of i get it you're playing the game so i get it the next question is rapid as underrated rapid as underrated i think logic's underrated i think king los is underrated all right rapid. i think uh i think childish gambino as a rapper is he underrated a, he gets a horrible rap he gets a horrible like rap but, Gamb- no no he gets a horrible rap for not oh. being tough and, and I get it, because, like, if, if if I saw a dude rapping in tennis shorts, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> with, with all my Timberland logic and, and backpack full of notebook and loose battery, hey. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> seeing a dude on stage rapping in tennis shorts would be slightly off-putting, but, like, like the way I came across Childish Gambino, because I didn't, I didn't get a chance to listen to him when he was going through that awkward phase when he was trying to figure out who he wanted to rap like, like, I became a fan off the Camp album and his live performance of said record. Like, this dude put on a rap clinic So you know, he performed. You know what? I, I, we reviewed his um, his last album on the show, on our podcast, what? right? Ka- Kawaii? No, the, the last mixtape. The last mixtape. Um, oh, the the, AT, the the ATL kind of thing, right? The one that got, it got Wayne and Young Thug on it and a lot, of, a lot of gospel rap. I can't think of what it's called right now. That's, Wait, you talking about you talking about not, that's Childish Gambino? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm that's thinking not, about Chance the Damn Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You know, I'm sorry. Okay. Apologies. Okay, to, to, go, to go back to your earlier question, right? Yeah. And, and I know this is an unpopular opinion. Let's go. I love unpopular opinions. I feel Chance the Rapper is slightly overrated. Mm. Okay, okay. But okay. I'd be on the radio bigging up Chance the Rapper because I like what he stands for. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, like when, I, when I got the Chance the Rapper, like, it was because everybody was telling me the Acid Rain was so dope. And I listened to the album and it was cool, but it was like, yo, I, 
I've heard people do this. Yeah, coloring mm. book is better. Was that coloring, coloring book, book is yeah. better? Coloring book is better, and, and I, I got to give coloring book a full run. You know ah. what I'm saying? But like, but like when when I heard acid rain, acid rap, I was like, yo, this is actually pretty cool. But like, it's like, yeah, I know people who are kind of running with a similar style, so mm. I didn't really like. I, I didn't really ride the wave, but what I do respect about what he does, though, is the fact that, like, yo, this nigga can announce it at, like, 4 p.m. that he's doing a, a concert at 8, and people, you know, the tickets will sell out. Mm. And then he'll take a, a majority of his proceeds and do something dope for the people of Chicago. But, hey. you know, but, like, to, to answer that question as honestly as I can, yeah, like, I like at sometimes I do feel Chance the Rapper is a little overrated. And this is coming from a person who actually be bigging him the fuck up on the radio. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, because I'm actually disappointed that radio doesn't support him. See, my yeah. pro- my problem with him was that he always sounds like whoever he's on the track with. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's my only problem. I like, I like his. He makes good music, but it's like he assimilates to whoever he's on the track with. All right, All right rapper that you love. Rapper that I love, Slick Rick. All right, mm, rapper that you it- secretly love. Rapper that I secretly love. Um, uh, let's see. Rapper that I secretly love. Moni Love. You talking about like in real life or like? <laughs> that's, that we good. That's good enough. That's good. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it was something yeah, like, like that. She works like, she works like <laughs> next next door to us, and she's like a fucking British pirate. I love it. Hey, <laughs> favorite rapper. Your favorite rapper of all time. Favorite rapper. All time, right? Your favorite. Your favorite. Your personal favorite. My personal favorite rapper. Um, you know, I have to go with Biggie. Mm. Who was the GOAT? GOAT of all time? Uh, LL Cool J. Word. Is that because he told you? <laughs> nah, like, like, yo, like, the messed up thing is, like, you know, like, LL Cool J, like, kind of created the blueprint for, like, damn near everybody. He only really started losing his way, like, on his last three albums. Really? Which... Which is which is not bad considering he's made like thirteen. Okay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he took risk. He he adapted. You know, because like you know, the typical run for an MC is like five years. Mm-hmm. He actually managed to get a good strong. If if you if you if you say he stopped being relevant in 2000, what year did Headsprung come out? 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. Like he had damn near a 20 year run. All right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like he jumped off a Def Jam that like, it really got difficult for him because if there was any ever ra- if there was ever any rapper who had who was mainstream that should have been able to go independent and still win the game, it was L. Okay. For whatever reason, it mm. just didn't work for him because he was making records that was out of his um out of his character. He was trying to compete. He had a joint called Ratchet like three years ago that just hurt my feelings. <laughs> it, it it hurt my heart. It's like it's like when you see. You know, it's like when you see like a like a, a really pretty chick like sticking a bat in her ass for change. It's like, hey, hey. you don't have to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you yeah. just hang out long, if just you just hang out long enough, <laughs> that 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 is that is a term we call that warp zone, yo. <laughs> but all right, so now one of my favorite things about uh, uh, anything I've heard from you, and and the one thing that made me pay attention to what you do. Is I remember Ricky Smiley talking about you putting him on to the foreign exchange. Um, when you um when when we go through that list, when you list my favorite rapper, my favorite rapper is Fonte. Um, and he put a joint out uh, last week with uh, uh, Eric Robeson called uh, sure Tigalero, yeah. which is which uh-huh. is very dope. Um, but I, I think I think they created it's it's a new genre of music. It's called washed nigga music like <laughs> like you still want to turn the music up loud but you ain't supposed to like you supposed to, you're not supposed to be going to the club like there's a point in that, in that album where where Fonte ends the song and says look nigga <laughs> it ain't nothing out in these streets man turn your radio down and go on home <laughs> but um, oh, and, and I respect Fonte for that because he always figured out a way to like like if, if if rap was Seinfeld, Fonte is lyrically Seinfeld. Ah, that's great. That's great. Mm. The everyman rapper. Exactly, because like, because I first got pulled into the Fonte tractor beam by this song called the Yo Yo. 
Yeah. Or Little Brothers, uh, yep. the listening album. Yeah, yeah, And just the way he elegantly addressed that whole issue of black righteousness. Like, he hit that shit dead on the head. Like, like, like dead on the head. Like, it is like, the, the way he verbalizes, it's like, yes, exactly, sir. Exactly. <laughs> and even at that song where he talk about quitting his job. Mm. Yes. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. Coffee shop rappers. Yes, absolutely. My my black clean. Don't know now, nigga. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, yo, man. Yo. We we end all our uh, we end all our interviews with a very very rapid fire last five shooting the five hashtag st five hashtag shoot the five at where's Buffy on your Twitter bitch so before we go we're gonna hit you with these last five and we're gonna be out man number right. one what was the last pair of kicks you caught last pair of kicks I caught was some I don't even know what they were called. Hold on, if my if my son is in the next room, he'll totally tell me he's not in the next room. He's doing his homework because he's a good kid. You know what? Good job, um, pops. Last 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 pair of shoes I got was uh Jordan flu season. All right. What was the last cigar you smoked? Um, some some cigar that was actually rolled by a Cuban mm. in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Hey, don't know the brand, but I watch him actually roll it with his hand and give it to me. Oh <laughs> There's a pause in there somewhere, but I'm gonna let it live. Um, <laughs> who's your favorite football team? Favorite football team, New York Giants. All right, so I figured I figured that was gonna be the answer. <laughs> if you had to pick one, Kobe or LeBron, I'm going to go with LeBron. My man, Le- LeBron never like told on his homeboy like for cheating on his chick. <laughs> Kobe forever for that. I don't think we've gotten to Kobe yet. Um, and and the final question, man. Um, and, and and you know we appreciate you coming out, but this is the only calling up. Um, this is the only question that has a right or wrong answer. All right. Comfort or speed. Comfort or speed. I'm gonna go with comfort. My hey, man. Absolutely, man. Head crack, man. You catch him every morning. Every morning on Ricky Smiley. What's your social show. media, man? You can catch him. Oh, my bad. I'm you sorry. can catch him in the evenings. <laughs> um, check your local listeners on uh, what's, what's, what's the name of the, the, the evening show on TV? Dish Nation. Or Dish Nation. Um, but you can catch him as as much as possible. Pause on his social media. Where where, where can I get you on, on social media? Yo, across the board, it's H-E-A-D-K-R-A-C-K. Whether you're talking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even more importantly, SoundCloud. I'm going to start, like I guess, posting songs there because that's what all the kids are doing and shit. That's what's up, man. We are definitely going to shoot you a follow on all of those things as far as well as uh, crackblog.com. Word up. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you calling yeah. up, brother, man. Thanks for coming out, man. Thanks for calling up, man. Yo, thanks for, yo. this was actually like hella fun. That's what's up. I, I, super, I super appreciate it, guys. Hey, man, be sure to get at me, Ilfam79, on almost all of your social media. Um, the Arn Anderson of podcasting, a.k.a. <laughs> Ilfam, Ilfam, intentionally lacing lyrics for absolute madness. Brother Diz, where can they get at you? Uh, Fatboy underscore Diz on Instagrams. Fatboy underscore Diz on Snapchat me that pussy hole. But, <laughs> but now Insta- Instagrams oh. might be having, your Instagram might be killing that shit. Oh. You can me at uh, Dizzy. Rest in peace, Snap. Rest in peace, Snapchat. You can get at me at Dizzy from B-More on your Twitter box. All in your Twitter box. Alright, niggas. Peace. Chill out, homes. Chill out then while the Slickster lays it all out for you. See, we are three men, and they are two men, and three men will always beat two men. Ergo presto, we will win. Now you've got to be kidding. Hey, 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 school is at home.